let's uh, sit quietly and exploring these uh, three qualities. So first you uh, bring some attention to your posture. Feeling the support of the floor or the chair. Noticing the energy after the break. Thoughts and stories become less important. Just being, uh, just being present, just being aware. That being aware is effortless. And there's also the support of the presence of the Karmapa and the Dalai Lama, the Buddha. You might want to stabilize yourself a bit with the sensation in your hands or with the breath. So if you bring your attention gently into your hands, and uh, not with a sense of being behind your eyes somewhere up there looking down, but really like dropping into the hands, supported by the breath, being in the hands palms of your hands, the energy. Without a mental image of the hands. So there's the sensations in your hands, beyond the mental image of the hands, 
energy in the palm of your hand. Isn't there also a presence, a thought-free presence pervading, underlying and surrounding those sensations? A stillness which is aware. into or feel into the stillness beyond the sensations. Kind of tuning into the background that you get carried away, you drop back into your hands, becoming curious about the sensations, the energy, and then being curious about the presence, the thought-free presence, the spacious wakefulness, thought-free. Next, uh, I invite you to unhook from that area and your awareness drops deeper into the trunk of your body towards the root of your body, down to the end of the spine, the pelvis. And again, not with a sense of sitting up in your head, looking down, but really unhooking from the head, being in the root of your body.
dissolving the mental image of the body and being in touch with the sensations, with the energy. Breathing into the root of your body. do you feel there? What do you see? <coughs> and isn't there also a presence, a thoughtful presence, a wakeful stillness? surrounding, underlying, and pervading this space. <coughs> so look beyond, beneath, through the sensations. stillness. Then, uh, lastly, you unhook from that and you bring your attention to your heart area. Breathing gently into the heart area, into the chest. And just noticing the sensations. What do you feel? dropping from the head into the heart, being there. Feeling the energies in your chest.
isn't there also a thought-free presence surrounding, underlying, and pervading the sensations in your heart? So look into the stillness beyond or beneath the sensations in your chest. The heart space. Open-hearted awareness like the sky. Open your awareness into the whole body, from the toes to the top of your head, and also, also into the surroundings, the sounds, the presence of the group, this room, so all senses are open. Thoughts are coming and going, and sensations are coming and going. Feelings are coming and going. Sounds are coming and going. And isn't there also a presence, uh, a silent listening? underlying, surrounding, and pervading the whole field of your experience. Like as if the whole field is bathed in silent listening. and centerless, timeless presence, like the sky. But uh, this sky knows, this sky is on, is aware, in a gentle way. 
gentle because it does not exclude anything. No matter what is arising, no matter, no matter what is experienced. It's listening. So listen to the spacious knowing stillness beyond, beneath, surrounding and pervading thoughts, feelings, sensations and sounds. Then when you get carried away and you come into the thinking, trying to figure things out, you drop back into your hands, into your belly, and opening to the whole field, including the space in which everything happens. bathing in that stillness which is listening.
there any questions uh, or comments, uh, confusion, doubts? So one, uh, one simple method which uh, incorporates uh, the, these different uh, attitudes is the RAIN model. So the R stands for recognition. stands for acceptance. I stands for investigation. The N for non-identification. So that is, um, yeah, that is really a very rich approach. So the recognition. into uh, transforming anxiety uh, into uh, love or 
bliss. Mm. Uh, you only only touched mm. that subject of transforming. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. My ex my question was more exploration was more uh, about uh, well the question would be is it is it in the nature of bliss so it's not so much the question was not so much for me how can I transform this. The question is more by by exploring is it actually in the nature of bliss? And it's a bit based on that uh, teaching with you find you find in the in the in the Tibetan tradition that the nature of reality is that you the union of emptiness and bliss. That's what this moment is. That's what the Buddha saw. This moment is the union of emptiness and bliss. So for me, it's more like for me, it's like playing with uh, uh, with with this and just looking at something which uh, first looks like only bad and this is problem and it should go away. That's like the first impression we have of anxiety. So and I'm questioning that for myself. Just maybe inviting some of you also to become curious about the things which you initially want to get rid of. So th uh, maybe I can use this, uh, this RAIN model with, uh, with anxiety. Uh, because for sure many of the addictive patterns we have, they are our avoiding <laughs> strategies, our way to, to, uh, to escape the worries we have. So it's, it's really crazy actually to, 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 to go t into the other direction. I mean, everything in you says run and then someone comes and says, slow down and sit. Of course it's difficult. Of course we need a lot of inspiration and encouragement and slow down and sit. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, ten minutes, ten minutes of hope, <laughs> ten minutes of being with myself in the train. Oh, <laughs> So to slow down. So the recognition, yeah. So that that um, this. Uh, 
Yes. Do you want to finish? Or no, it's fine. I don't have a plan right now. Uh, what I was wondering is that if if one wants to, you know, sit and read with oneself just during the bus ride. Yeah. Uh, and then, or, or if I want to, and and then what happens is instead that I, um, like directly after just a couple of seconds, start thinking about things, start ruminating, or start fantasizing whatever is that a form of um, like escape yeah mm. but it's still it's <coughs> because i always need to go back and it's so hard because mm. it always wants to go away yeah yeah that's that's the that, that's the that's the training to come back to come back uh but of course within that there needs to be also the space of thinking about things and planning and uh, so it's not you know, but, but if i decide that during this bus ride yeah. i'm not going to do it uh, yeah so then uh, but but it could be also uh, uh, bringing your attention back to the seeing or to the hearing or to the loving kindness meditation or to the to the breath or yeah it, it so and then you notice that you that you go off and then you come back then is it good to come back to just one object or is it good to change i think that's something you can explore uh, in the like in the shamatha uh, instructions it says it's good to come back to the same object but that's not where we maybe are or that's not the focus of our training so I'm more like I'm more uh, I would I would keep it quite open into the direction of what is called choiceless awareness so where you in choiceless awareness uh, you 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 bring you bring your awareness in contact with what is arising so you don't you don't decide before so now it's the breath no you you just you you there's space for also looking into the knee if there's pain or looking into the landscape if there's a blue sky or uh, meditating on the presence of the other person like sometimes when I sit in the train then I then I wonder why don't why don't I like this person who's sitting there how does that feel what's happening can I soften there what's uh, what's the difference between sitting close to a beautiful woman and an ugly man how does that feel what's happening so different kinds of meditations and then always for me the possibility into this direction of exploring what is it what is aware
So in me, that is all that this is a kind of it's 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 a kind of direction I I always lean into. I mean, I don't know how often in one hour, but very often. Like, what is aware? Like, like being a bit like a bit aware or a bit curious always in uh, into this. Uh, presence, timeless presence, to kind of tune into that. <coughs> yes. I'm talking about uh, when I talk about anxiety here, I don't talk about the whole thing and the behavior around it. I talk about the sensations. Uh, no. Uh, so what we t wh what we call anxiety is uh, is something somatic. It's also something cognitive, and it's also something which expresses itself in behavior. And the the idea here is that the problem is not the what is happening in your body, the anxiety. The problem is what you do with it. No, because you resist, because you you contract around it, because you struggle with it. Uh, otherwise, you would also get an upset stomach when you fall in love, which could be the case. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm say I'm not saying. Um, so when I ask this question, is this dangerous for me, I'm not saying that the, the answer necessary needs to be yes or no. What I'm saying is that that question makes me curious and makes me looking, makes me interested. So I'm actually not, this is not a question which is asking your brain or like your your understanding, is this dangerous or not? And then you think about these things which you just said, it's actually, that could be also a question maybe to explore in the internet if, 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 the, if, if it's the anxiety which creates high blood pressure, or is it the resistance to anxiety which creates the blood pressure? Right now I don't know, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, that that question makes me exploring the anxiety, accepting the anxiety, relaxing with the anxiety, and that lowers my blood pressure.
Does it make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question. The high blood pressure, does it come actually from the anxiety or from the resistance? Yeah. I was thinking that it can, high blood pressure can also come as a result of a behavior. Like, because maybe we got the anxiety for many years ago and we have been smoking or eating or not moving enough or like a symptom of things we have been doing for mm -hmm. yes and like not relaxing the body it gets like a habit yeah yeah and it creates more yeah. anxiety because i'm afraid my blood pressure will go so because i will get high blood pressure then i am i have more anxiety it's like it's a circle, yeah. Yes. Mm. <coughs> yes. can say something about that. Yeah. It's usually more complex than that, but uh, you could have some hidden mo motives with which uh, the other person picks up, for example. Uh, of course, but sometimes it, ha it of course, it happens that you genuinely uh, come from a good place. Um, but then I think this is good what you then said, yeah, so I can work with what is happening on my side so that the situation does not escalate. So that would be the recognition. Mm -hmm. uh, this is how I feel now. Mm -hmm. So I feel, I feel something like, I was so kind, <laughs> and this is now the answer. I, come f I came from such a good place, mm -hmm. and I'm such a good person, and this is what you, what you give to me? Uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, the recognition. So actually, in that moment, if you, if you are honest, then you realize, ah, it was not, not such, such a selfless gift here, because 
there was some strings, atta strings attached. I was kind, yes, but uh, watch, watch what you do with my gift. <laughs> so then you then you realize, oh, yeah. It was actually kind of kind, but it was also a bit manipulative because I expected a certain outcome. So that, that would be recognition. Acceptance would be, uh, yeah, I'm not a saint. I'm actually, when I'm kind, I want, I want something back. That's how I am. This is, this is, this is how it is. I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not there. I can pretend that I'm there, that I'm generous and kind, but I'm actually not. So that would be the acceptance. Oh, yeah. So the investigation then would, 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 uh, would, uh, would be to look deeper. Yeah, so who, so basically then, in the end, this goes into the exploration of selflessness. Investigate deeply into what is happening. Ah, there's a sense of me against you. That is an illusion. If, if it would be really kind, a, a real kind, real kind would mean that it doesn't matter how the other person responds to that. Right. Because it, there is just unconditional love. And this person gives you. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, but you were. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's no. Uh, that's a good question, is it? From the Buddhist point of view, yes. <laughs> From the Buddhist point of view, uh, 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 the the way this person responds is um, coming. Uh, yeah, coming. From, uh, from a habit of treating other people in a certain way. So it's not happening by chance. Yeah. Yes. No, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just... Um, It's just very interesting to be honest with yourself and and curious about your motives and yeah and and to to be to be uh, to to uh, to accept basic humanness humanness that we are human humans.
Any other questions? Yeah. Is it humanly possible to feel anxiety without um, resistance? Definitely. Yes, definitely. Yes. Uh, I, I have that uh, quite often. Like, no. And that helps me to fall asleep. Can you stay awake without resistance? Can you stay awake? Uh -huh. not feel the resistance and stay awake. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For example, uh, when I teach, before teachings, during teachings, Then I'm. I, then then I don't fall asleep, <laughs> and uh, I soften and open into anxiety and fear. It's it's a constant. Uh, not all the time, but it's a constant um, theme for a teacher to to work with that being criticized, saying stupid things. Uh, noticing how sometimes I annoy people and they get bored and they fall asleep and they don't listen and they leave and so it's it's if you sit in on a sp in a spot like that then and uh, yes and I I possible. think uh, if you look into your experience you will find that it, it, it goes both ways and you can't always say where it starts I, 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 I think sometimes there is already like a response in your energy system before you have thought anything like you go into a room and you just feel uh, and you have not really 
made the judgments why you know and then but then you start to think and then if you think in a way that this increases so and then it might escalate so it, it's 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 a connected system and i i don't think you can find a question an answer to that question where does it start does it start in the concepts or does it start here it's yeah Why is that? Uh, let's see. <laughs> the Buddha's the Buddha got away with saying, "It's like that since beginning this time." <laughs> Trungpa Rinpoche says it's, uh, it's happening in each moment because we are, we are scared of the natural openness and boundarylessness of reality. So in each moment it's like, <gasps> it's like, and that's, that is uh, also then this moment in the death process when the clear light mind opens, like the ground. And there's that. But he, he says this, this is actually happening in each moment. So in each moment, there is a new, through the process of selfing, a new sense of self is being created in each moment. And it's being created because of that fear of uh, boundaryless, centerless interconnectedness. Why do you say that? Because it's 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 like death. Because you you believe that you are that. You you are that. You believe that you are that. Uh, that cen centered, self-centered, separate self. So you believe that. So if you if that goes, that that feels like annihilation. Annihilation, like. Uh, yeah. It, it, like nothingness, like that. So there, there is in the process of selfing, you create that sense of separateness in each moment, again and again because that's what you think you are. That's like your, 
like your that gives you the sense of safety or the sense of existence. Yes. And yeah. it's, not, it's not necessary at all. It's just that yeah. I get both the feeling this is so unnecessary, and I know I will be afraid or want mm. to gain anyway. Yes. Yeah. I feel kind of double thing. Mm. Yeah. Or about all your, your explanations today, also I feel double things. I think this addition. Totally unnecessary, kind of million, mm. and I know tonight I will do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's another. No, this 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 ah, but what you just made is called renunciation. It's like the you know you are tired. Yeah. You, you, it's just enough. Get me out of here. It's 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 not necessary. It's it, it creates trouble for myself and others. So get me out of here. That's so what and I'm this yes, time. and and that's that's a, like a, a spiritual attainment. It's like a, a step. It's called renunciation. It's it's like okay. I, I, I look for some, and out of renunciation then comes refuge. So you turn away, or you say, I have enough of this. It's, it's enough. Enough! Mm -hmm. It's enough. So it's enough. And, and then the refuge is then to go into a safe direction. And of and part of the safe direction is that you start to taste that there is actually something else than the separate self. So when the separate self is looked through, that you don't fall into the nihilistic abyss. But that there is not nothing. What is there? That. That, that open, open, open wakefulness in the nature of love. That's what you get instead. So instead of the separate, uh, the separate self, you get this. Hmm? The separate self lives through that fear. Yeah. That's yeah. So the separate self once will continue to create drama and addiction and and you no know, part of addiction is that it makes your, ma your your life very very narrow because all your thoughts are going like this about where to get the next the next kick. 
And that's, of course, a wonderful place for the separate self to survive. It, want, it would want, the separate self would want to, to continue there, because that's how it lives. And if then comes, if there, if there's some more peace in your relationship and your and in your life, for sure it will want to create some drama. It loves drama. It loves addiction. It it loves uh, because that's where it feels most strongly, and where it is most where it is not questioned at all. There is no space for you to question, questioning the, the, this, this separate self when, it's really, when it ha- has succeeded in creating drama. Let's not forget, in the selfing, there is also something healthy and necessary. Yeah, so it's, more, it's, it's always more complex. It's not about getting rid of the self or getting rid of the ego or something like that. It, because for functioning in daily life and being in relationship and, and uh, putting food in this mouth and not in this mouth, you need to have a sense of, or like answering the phone, you know, so, yeah, here's the open wakeful <laughs> gentleness. <laughs> please, please leave a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, then the person says the message, and you say, "Who cares?" Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> speak to your supervisor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we can't. It's it. I, 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 it's not that I brought these different things. I now said I have not brought it together in into a into one system or one model where I don't see paradoxes and so it's, it's, more, it's too complex for me. So I can only talk about aspects of it. Yeah. But this is uh, for me uh, an important point that there is sometimes this tendency in Buddhist teachings to neglect <coughs> the, necessi- the necessary step of developing a, a healthy way of selfing. You say to the power of talking about, and you said it's renunciation. For me, it's new. So I feel this need of being there more and more, like getting feeling how it is, because it's different from uh, other things I've been experiencing all my life. Mm. How can I do so I can continue with my daily chores and everything and have more space <laughs> of getting to know what this is? Because sometimes I just want to mm. go away of everything. Mm. This caught my attention now, but it's not a work I have to. Mm. What this is, 
and w- with this you mean this. Well, <laughs> you said, uh, how can I explore more what this is? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because when I when it's when I so have the feeling of I renunciation. Yes, when yes. I when suddenly I understand that it's like I will be I, I want to be there, like it's ama- amazing. Mm-hmm. So big. <laughs> so sometimes I don't wanna go a- anywhere for a week or something. I just listen to this because it's new. I haven't that before. Mm-hmm. How can I do so I can do that and at the same time continue with social life? Social life I don't I don't even have the the, the desire of be there anymore. But working and you know mm-hmm. the rest of the mm-hmm. I mean, there is this, uh, there is, you know, pointers and teachings about how to how to practice meditation and mindfulness in daily life. So that's something one can one can bring into this. Like, uh, but um, for me, one important thing is every day to return to some kind of teaching, some kind of meditation, some kind of reading as a reminder. And then a bit, kind of a bit to forget the question, oh, how do I bring this into daily life? Because it's, it, 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 it's, it will happen naturally. You mean trust? Y- yes, it, it's like, so if, like, let's say you would have a shift this afternoon, yeah? You wouldn't need to think, oh, how do I bring this now into the afternoon and into the work? And it, it would just happen. You, you would just, uh, you would just, uh, you know, some of the things I have said today, some words, some experience you ha- had, it will just you will just continue. It will just, you don't need to make a plan on how to bring it into the afternoon. It will just influence the afternoon. And then when in the next morning you do your meditation practice, so you, you keep on reconnecting with that space. And then you will find yourself quite naturally that questions and instructions and words which you have heard in the teachings and you have read will pop up in your daily life, in, in your relationships while you do things. Like suddenly you might, you might be aware of how often you pick up your mobile phone and check something. So it, it's just... Uh, uh, yeah, there is also methods of, you know, you put a meditation app on your phone and it reminds you, and for some that might be also helpful. But for m- I'm, I'm more like, 
I'm, I'm trusting that uh, if I go back to the teachings every day, mm. uh, that it will influence my whole day. There will be an, uh, a coloring of the whole day. And that's, uh, that's good enough. And, and then when you continue, uh, it will be more and more like that. I recognize in myself uh, uh, with this feeling of oh I just want to spend my entire day or entire life doing this and uh, mm. tasting awareness but that's so very difficult when you are out there in the work life and mm. in contact with people who are not <laughs> in contact with awareness, but mm. actually upset and angry and yeah. uh, confused mm. and sad and scared and yeah. So I recognize one of the reasons why I don't say like, okay, no, I, I won't go to work now. I will take a week off or I will mm. go to a retreat is because there's, there's this some some fear in me that oh no I can't do that that's that would not be productive oh and I would lose money uh -huh. and oh if if I mm. know like mm. oh yeah I, maybe I can do it for a week or two yeah but then I need to go back because mm. otherwise mm. there will be consequences mm. there's this always like subtle yeah. fear always there I I need to stay in control. Yeah. of my financial situation because yeah. if I drop it and say I'm gonna be a monk for a year then I will lose my flat and I lose my job and lose yeah. everything yeah. and then yeah. just yeah. sit there on the street with a begging bowl and like a uh -huh. red yeah. <laughs> shawl or something and yeah yeah so there yes so, uh, I think everyone has that yeah that fear of uh -huh. I'm going to like yeah lose control yeah yeah yeah, it's it's good to to be aware of that of that subtle anxiety which we share, that subtle pressure. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's very good to to become aware, um, and then maybe nurturing that part of you, which sees, which also sees, that there is value in practicing in the environment where you practice. So yes, you are also there because fear keeps you in the place. And that's, of course, not, a, not the most noble uh, um, motivation. But I think we need to accept that because we are so brainwashed into that, and and uh, it's so in our in our bodies, in our mind, in our heart, in our families. I mean, to be f free of that, 
I mean, I think it's more about finding a peaceful coexistence with that. But then there's that others, that, that other, uh, that other part in you, wh which you can strengthen. And then maybe then you have days maybe where that is the main thing actually why you go for work, not so much the fear, but actually, th yeah, this is uh, this is uh, this is my my field of awakening is my work is my is finding more sp a spacious way of being in this difficult environment. And and then if you if you feel that uh, more if you can nurture that. Maybe at one point, even if that fear would dissolve, the fear would dissolve, maybe you would still stay there because out of choice. Out of choice because you understand this is a fertile ground for me to wake up. Being in the relationship, being in a relationship, and being in an environment where my spacious heart is always challenged. So you can all every day you can check how far your enlightenment is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it really keeps you down to earth and it keeps you realistic. It would be maybe a problem to go to a cave and feel that you're enlightened, because uh, it's so It's so it's so easy to be enlightened with the birds and. Uh, with the sky, and <laughs> but to be enlightened with stupid customers. So maybe the 10% enlightenment with stupid customers is more worse than 90% enlightenment with the birds. <laughs> they say that in the teachings. They say that uh, you know, having awakenings around the Buddha 2,500 years ago is not as precious and valuable than having insights in the degenerated age uh, in which we are from the Buddhist point of view. 